0: Welcome to Work From the Inside Out, a podcast that highlights real-life stories, practical strategies, and best practices for transitioning your career from unhappiness and dissatisfaction to fulfillment, meaning, and joy. Now here is your host, career and executive coach, Tammy Guler Loeb. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Nikita Yadurvedi, Vedi. Nikita is a young professional, an outstanding young professional and leader. She's an inspiring person, a powerful dose of young energy and enterprise who is a regional relationship lead and a business analyst at Cisco. Born and brought up in a small town in Karnataka, India, she moved to Bangalore with her family a few years ago. She completed her B.Tech undergrad from a renowned university and joined Cisco, where she has won awards for her performance and core values. She has a radiating personality, and she's passionate about uplifting others and taking others along while achieving her goals. And I want to tell you that Nikita and I met each other on LinkedIn. So it's amazing who you will meet just by perusing LinkedIn. And I am just so delighted to introduce you to Nikita. Um, Also, I want to tell you that Nikita was selected by the Harvard Business Review Ascend publication uh, to be a member of their group, HBR Ascend Select. So please join me in welcoming Nikita Yardravedi. Welcome, Nikita. Thank you so much
1: for the warm welcome and the introduction, Tammy. Very excited to be here.
0: I am really excited to have you here. So Nikita, you and I have gotten to know each other for a while. We are we are recording this interview during the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Both of us are speaking to each other from our homes, you in India, me in the Boston area in the US. And um, we've been communicating and talking with each other since last summer, the summer of 2019, and we've been keeping in touch and talking about all kinds of topics that are important to us around around careers and leadership and all kinds of things that have to do with what's important to us professionally and personally. And we've developed this just wonderful bond. And the more we talked, the more I realized it would be really great to have you on work from the inside out. And as you know, the podcast is all about the choices and transitions that people make in their careers. And you've made a number of choices in your career, even though you are, you know, in your 20s and start just starting out, you've already made a series of transitions and choices. So take us back to maybe even some of your earlier years and create a little context for us in terms of the the things that you've done and the choices that you've made from an earlier year and where it, to where it's taking you to where you are at Cisco now.
1: Perfect. So it all started when I was in engineering college and, um, you know, pretty much like any other young professional or, you know, uh, any other teenager, I was very confused. Even though I was studying in engineering, I was very confused as to what do I pursue? Because, you know, engineering is something that happened to be by accident. I we have to say that because, you know, in India, it's pretty much like there are two very certain parts that if you're not definite about anything after your degree, you either enter into engineering or medicine. So for me, it happened to be engineering. And then, you know, I was just in my second year and I was very confused as to what am I doing? Like, do I know what I want to do? Do I not know what I want to do? And it pretty much took until fourth year of my engineering for me to realize what I actually wanted to do. And it was a very hard thing for me, right? Because I wasn't interested in a lot of things, but I was very certain of what I did not want to pursue in my life. That made me easier to break down as to what I actually wanted and how do I develop my skills, how do I revamp my skills and map them to the job uh, job I wanted to pursue later in my life. And then it started to get very serious because I had just entered my fourth year, final year of uh, engineering and all of my friends were getting placed. And I was absolutely clueless. I was like, what am I doing? I went and wrote like two, three uh, campus, you know, uh, companies come here to our campus in the final year to recruit uh, college hires, right? That's how it happens in India. So, you know, a lot of uh, big five companies, Fortune 500 companies were coming to my college for recruitment. And, you know, I gave it a shot, but I wasn't getting selected at anything. Really? Yes, exactly. I was like, wait, what's happening Am I not like working towards it? Am I really that dumb? Because everyone's getting placed. What is Ah. it that's not in me? That's not pushing me forward. And that's when it started, Tammy. I was like heartbroken. And then my parents could see me like, you know, not eating properly, not having a proper lifestyle. And that's when it, you know, really started. And then I started, I decided, this is it. I'm going to figure out what I want to do. So for me, it was all about, you know, reaching out of my family, reaching out of my friends, identifying the top skills, identifying what my personal brand is out there. What Mm -hmm. is my personal brand? Because that's not something you create once you enter into your job, depending on the, you know, depending on the industrial nomenclature that you get, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out where do I actually stand? What are my skills? What am I actually interested in? And I started mapping those skills and, you know, started looking for job opportunities. And then I realized the management jobs that I'm actually interested in are not related much to electronics and communication and the degree that I've been studying all this while.
0: So let's unpack that a little bit, Nikita, because I'm curious. So it sounds like you were getting close to the end of your earning your degree, and it was in, was it in electrical engineering? Is that, am I getting that right? Electronics and communications. Electronics and communications. And you, so you started interviewing, the jobs weren't coming through, but you had already, at least in your own head, you had already been questioning, what am I doing? Who am I? What is it that I really want to be doing? And And something didn't feel right, it sounds like. And so at that point, you decided, I'm going to talk to some of my friends, talk to people who know me well. Did you ask them some questions or how did you, what did you do to kind of figure out how to go about the next steps? What were some of the conversations you had?
1: Yeah, that's a a good question because to me it was all about you know i wanted to have a consistent and authentic personality because that actually matters a lot so what the first thing what i wanted to ensure is my online and offline branding had to be the
0: same but how did you know how did you know to even think about branding you know here you are an engineering student where did you get the idea to even think about branding okay
1: This is a little, uh, you know, I will go a little personal into this because um, this is a real life incident which happened to me. So in college, I wasn't, you know, um, very keen on uh, studies. I was just an average student, you know, Uh interacting and then going uh, and joining a lot of literary activities, organizing activities and all sorts of that. And I had a really good friends group it so happened that I wasn't very supportive or, you know, you tend to like get carried away when you're in your teen or in like those formative years of your life, right? So when all of my best friends were getting placed, there was this one person who was supposed to be my best-est friend, if I may call so, Mm -hmm. came to me. And then when I was interviewing, uh, you know, for one of the campuses, then I got through a round, the next round. And the thing he said to me was, you know, a little disturbing. He said to me that I got selected only because I'm a girl. Ah. Because of my looks. Right? So this disturbed me a lot. Because it was me who was questioning me about my own skills. I I wanted to make my voice, voice count. I wanted to make my gut instinct stand and tell everyone out there, I need to do what I want to do. And then on top of this, you have these, you know, coming from your best friends. So I was very disturbed and I didn't know what to do about it. And I was the type of person who keeps, who bottles up up everything and then, you know, like open it once at a time. So that disturbed me a lot. And that's when I started thinking, how do I unwind this? Is this how everyone thinks about me? Because if that is how everyone thinks about me, then it's not something that that's matching my core values. Uh-huh. My core values are very different. I've been raised and taught very differently. These are not matching. These are not mapping. Let me do an exercise. What can I do is reach out to three friends and three family people who I've known the longest and understand what are the qualities that they have to describe when I come into their mind. You know, when they think of Nikita, what are the three qualities that comes to, them, that comes to their mind? And surprisingly, most of them had the same core values, you know, that I was trying to practice and I had developed, but there was still a gap. And that is when I identified. These are the gaps that I need to work on in order to maintain that consistency and authentic personality.
0: So what were some of the well i'm'm I'm, I'm even more a little curious about how did you even think to talk with them about core values? Did you know what your core values were? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <Hello.
1: laughs>
0: so you just but, but somewhere along the way, you had the idea that you should talk to some trusted people, and even though it may have been discouraging to not be getting hired you took a very positive action by asking for feedback from trusted people. Because I think it takes a certain level of positivity and confidence to ask people for feedback, right?
1: Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of guts. And like I mentioned, I've always been the one to trust in my gut instincts and The main reason why I had to reach out to uh, my close and dear ones was because this best friend who I considered to be my closest was the one challenging me with my own thoughts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if I do not know my own thoughts, who else will? Right. Because in the end, it's all about you. And the story about you is going to distinguish yourself from everyone else out there. That is the only thing that can make you stand out. And if you do not work on that, then there's nothing that, you know, one can help you in order to, you know, learn in these formative years. That's
0: that's very wise for somebody who's even still in their 20s to realize that. And I, I don't mean to say make that sound like, you know, oh, I'm the older person saying that to you, but it's... um. I think some of us spend our entire lifetimes trying to figure that out. But I'm still figuring out. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to unpack this because um, it, it's such an important piece of the puzzle for so many people trying to figure out where they want to go and who they are and how to distinguish themselves, as you say. I think too often we, we rest... We rest too heavily on what our skills are and not who we are. And so it was very wise of you to look in that direction. So you went through this process. Somehow you figured out that this was the way to go and you learned a lot about core values along the way so what were some of those values that people were reflecting back to you that resonated with you if you don't mind sharing and i'm curious where did the gap where was that gap what was the the piece that was missing for you
1: yeah certainly so uh, a lot of uh, my friends and families also thought that i was an inquisitive person because i am very curious about whatever is happening i just want to know about things you know anything related to any learning, any technology, anything that's been happening around, I'm very curious, right? And then I've been a person who actually maintains uh, to the uh, core value, would say, is family first, right? That's one thing which has been very important to me. And no matter, you know, even if I've been the best daughter, sister, you know, it's always been on top of my head to always consider that aspect, in my core values to be one of the main important thing. The gap that I found was a lot of, um, you know, the persons, the people who I interacted with on this term said that I was quite confused and I was not using my skills to the maximum.
0: Hmm. Right?
1: So Hmm. I wasn't trying to understand why a person who doesn't, you know, exactly know, What I want to do is try to say this, right? Because to them, I've been open, but I wanted to understand what are these skills that they were talking about. Mm. That's where I learned. And this was, this actually came from my sister. She is studying in her second year of engineering right now. So she, she told me, you speak so well, why aren't you utilizing this to, you know, mentor others? How are you like utilizing your skills or mapping this to help others? So that's when it stuck to me, you know, what's the point of just public speaking or learning whatever you're doing in office or work? What's the point of just sharing it through a platform? You need to also go there and do like one-on-one mentoring sessions, which can, you know, because there are thousands of there who are in my position. I was two years ago, right? Because that one and then. One more thing which I importantly learn and then I'm, I'm trying to abide by it is honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. We tend kind to of get carried away and then, you know, like sometimes it just so happens that we do not want to agree or we do not want to disagree. But I think that's one of the best things that I also reflected upon and I learned, which is very important,
0: mm.
1: which is very important.
0: Because so we, we tend to you weren't regular. being honest with yourself in a way. Your sister was saying you weren't being honest with yourself in some ways.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. To be very frank, Tammy. mean, um, I was in one of the roughest phases in my life a few years ago, which is two years ago. And it, it was like I mentioned, I, I had no, uh, you know, I was in my final year. I had no job. I was job hunting for like uh, like almost six plus months that's when I landed job at Cisco and then I I didn't really have a solid friends group because you know we had some misunderstandings and all of that and I I was also going through a certain phase of OCD and I was having these bad dreams so it was very important for me to like stay grounded and push myself because in the end it's all about how I show up myself how are you showing up yourself it's all about that in the end
0: yeah yeah So, so from those conversations, you learned more about how you were showing up and then what people saw that was missing. That people, well, I guess what people saw in you that maybe you were missing. So the gap wasn't for them. The gap was from, from what, from where you sat, that, that they saw that you were missing certain things that they could see in you. So for example, your sister saying to you, listen, you're an amazing communicator, you're an amazing connector, but you're not necessarily holding that up as a core value or skill of yours. Is that what she was saying to you? Yes, exactly. So then how were you able to take those that feedback and then move that forward so that you were able to then move into employment. Was that what you did?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I did. So what I did was I consolidated all the inputs I had asked these people. And then, you know, I started working on them because these are some of the inputs that, you know, matter to me and I'm going to take them into consideration, right? So what I started doing was if I did not have any of the skill or any of the quality that they mentioned, it was important for me to imbibe that and learn it. Because mm-hmm. it's something it's something that they think that I'm capable of doing, mm-hmm. right? I did develop on those skills and started mapping it to my
0: everyday activities. Oh, so say, say more about that. What does that look like to map it?
1: it it's actually uh, fun, I would say, because, you know, you don't all... Because I've been a very firm believer of not seeking opportunities, but attracting opportunities. You need to open the doors for yourself, right? Keep mm-hmm. pushing yourself. You need to open the doors for yourself. So I think it's, it's very important for you to like, you know, figure out ways. Diversify yourself with whatever inputs, whatever skills you have within yourself. Diversify your domains and see how you can, you know, grow with helping others. Because there's no point if you, you know, go alone in the path. It's very important for you to take alo- others along with you to achieve that goal. That's what makes you a true leader. That's what, because you're facilitating others and that is a very important,
0: uh, trait. Right. So in order to do that though, you had to get yourself there first, right? Yes. So how did you get yourself there?
1: Uh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, I had to constantly keep pushing myself, you know, uh, it was so hard. hard. Initially, i even given up and then I was like, this is not something that I can do. And I think I'm just going to settle for anything that comes my way. Right. But then with the fearless person I've been trained to and, you know, we pretty much in India, I, I do not know about this, if you're aware about it. We pretty much are trained extroverts, you know, since you're trained young,
0: extroverts. Extro-
1: Yes, that's right. Since, yeah, like we're born, we are made to like go participate in uh, fancy dress competition, singing competition, even though you are horrible at it. <laughs> I, I I suck at singing. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But my mom made sure I participate in every single competition <laughs> and that made me a trained extrovert. Right. Oh, wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now, would you say you're a trained extrovert, but by nature, are you an extrovert? Yes. I think you are an extrovert anyway.
1: I think so, yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. So she just took what you were and made it bigger.
1: Exactly. (laughs) okay.
0: Yeah. So after you spoke to everybody and you got this wonderful feedback and you were able to map out some It sounds like map out some some of the gaps and and work on them and practice them. It sounds like you took that and continued to interview for jobs or what did you just keep on that path or or did you look at different types of jobs after that based on some of that feedback? What were your what were your choices at that point?
1: Job hunting was parallelly growing when all of these activities were happening. This was just for my confidence boost because I, I, had, yeah, I needed something that, you know, needed to push me throughout. Mm-hmm. So this, this was something that was parallelly going on. And when all these out, like I gathered inputs, it was basically for me to truly understand myself, mm-hmm. right? Because I wanted to know, I wanted to, you know, have a personal brand. And this is something that I've been learning from my entire family, especially my dad and granddad who, who've like, you know, who are amazing people. And then I look up to them and they're like role models. So they had set set some standard for me there, right? I needed to, and I had someone to look up to. Mm -hmm. And this is what made me like, you know, it kept pushing me to like, you know, get those dreams And it's a very funny story. So I'll just deviate a little bit from the topic. Sure, sure. Yeah. So my dad is a director at a company here. uh, So, you know, they manufacture control panels and all of that. Mm -hmm. So in my family, everyone's like, my my, my dad's like pretty much known for his, you know, leadership qualities and uplifting others. So that's where I get everything from. Mm -hmm. It was a phase like, where where I said I wasn't getting any jobs, all my relatives, all my relatives here were like, oh, you know what? Ravi's daughter is not going to land any job. He'll help her get the job. So this was what was building on and that was adding a lot of pressure on me because you see, I had something to live up to and I also had the pressure of taking all of this, right? So, and then that's when I decided to like, you know, I'm not going to listen to any of it I'm going to work on it no matter what. And I started having a routine. Fuck everything else. You know, from 9 to 5, it's me. You know, because for me, it was a different story. Camp Organizations were not coming to my campus to recruit me. Because I had decided that the skills and the jobs I wanted were very different from software engineering. And Uh. companies were coming for that. Mm. Right? So, I had to put myself out there. And how do I put myself out there? Because I can't just reach a recruiter saying, hey, can you please provide, you know, refer me into your organization? Mm. That's going to be very weird. So it was, I think it was all about perseverance and consistency and thoughtful networking what led me to keep going and achieve my dreams.
0: Yeah. So then... Eventually, um, so then how, so what, what were the steps that you took or how did you eventually find your way into Cisco?
1: Oh, it was a quite a long one. So my journey and, you know, struggles, our challenges with Cisco started way in December 2017, right? So it had come to my college for uh, recruiting, um, you know, software engineers and supply chain uh, interns. So I had met uh, one of the recruiters there and then, you know, I started interacting with him and that's exactly what happened to be one of my luck favored me because I think in life, it's very important for us to have three things to achieve success or to achieve your goals. Smart hard work, because there's nothing that can uh, replace hard work. But if you do it smartly, it's an easy win. Smart hard work, luck and talent right? These three are very important. So when I met this recruiter in, Cisco, uh, uh, in uh, my university where I studied, I started interacting with him. And to my luck, one of my cousin was getting married and his fiancee happened to, you know, be working at Cisco. Oh. So I interacted with her and I asked her, is there a way that you could help me understand the roles at Cisco? and that I can map myself into those roles. Mm. And she was extremely patient. And I really thank her. Her name's Sarah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sarah. And then Arun was the recruiting manager there. She she actually made me understand. And then, you know, I started up, up, applying uh, in all the offline portals and all the off, offline portals. And then I started uh, interacting with the recruiting and hiring managers. You know, it takes a lot of efforts to find them on LinkedIn. Oh. But Totally worth, uh, you know, worth the wait and worth the try. Yeah. Because to me, it was all about, you know, uh, you know, like the Star Wars uh, quote, which goes, "Do or do not. There is no try when it comes to achieving your goals."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you took a a multi pronged approach to that. That Cisco was a company that appealed to you, um, yeah, yes. and you might have done this with some other companies as well, but using that as your, as a great example, because you are working there, um, that you, you didn't give up. You, you, you used personal networks, which we always recommend, right? But you also looked at the company's platforms for um, taking in applicants. You stayed in touch with the recruiters. You tried to find other recruiters using, Um, social, you know, social channels like LinkedIn. So I love the example you're setting here in terms of really working a variety of um, avenues to get your, to find your way into a place. And I I hope our listeners, those of whom are, you know, who get their sights set on a particular company or employer to think about it as, you know, don't just, look down one road. It sounds like you looked down probably, it sounds like almost five or six different roads and you worked it and giving yourself the best chances possible to find your your way into the right kind of role. And you you had the view, you understood the landscape, you understood that you weren't going to fit in in the way that the recruiters were looking at the graduates of your university, that you had to be seen differently as well in order to be considered as a candidate, right? Yes. So it sounds like as difficult as that time was in your life, that you took that, you know, as we say, You took the lemons and you made lemonade and you um, you struggled with it, but you also worked with it at the same time. And you took um, your curiosity and you learned a tremendous amount about yourself, about the marketplace in terms of what was out there and figured out where can I put myself where there will be a good match between not just my skills, but my values and my talents. Because I think these conversations that you had with these trusted individuals that you spoke to, they really helped you to see that uh, there were other talents that you bring to the table that you can't learn in school that had to really be combined with the skills that you may have developed academically, but the combination of the two, of both the sort of personal attributes and other skills that you have that are more innate, let's say, and some of the other things that you've learned over the years, bringing those together and then taking a multi-pronged approach really landed you in a place that was going to really suit you a whole lot better, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so you were, so you, you found a job at Cisco back in, was it 2017 when you got hired? 18, 2018. 2018. And um, you started in what kind of a role there? I started off as a business analyst.
1: So I started working as a business analyst for pricing central operations, which is a part of customer and partner services and falls under the operations domain, right? So just to give you a gist of of what is pricing operations. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just give you and run you through that, right? So any product or service has two kinds of discounts, standard discount and a non-standard discount. Non-standard discount is that you know which salespeople tend to give the customers based on the relationship, based on the you know the profitability and the business they get in. Standard discount is that which is going to remain constant, depending on you know certain parameters like pricing, pricing uplift, downlifts, downlifts, and all of that. So standard discount is what our team and my team looks and is responsible for. So we set up the standard discounts for all the products and services that Cisco has to offer to its customers and channel partners. And we have a lot of in-house tools and amazing vendor team that I work, I get to work with on everyday basis. And I have an amazing team here in India and uh, half of the, most of them are based out of the US. So, you know, it's all about learning different cultures, cross-functional entities. So mm. it's, it's been a great journey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And your role has expanded over time too, if I'm correct, right? So where you began in, 2018, and where you are now in 2020, you have had the opportunity to grow and develop yourself there at Cisco. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that, that's right. So, uh, I think a few months into my role, uh, my manager one day, you know, he was just like, um, I think, uh, you know, you're all good to handle all these responsibilities. So, I think you should take over a region. So as my team, we are five of us who take care of different regions. And I now lead the uh, Greater China region, which has about eight to nine, yeah, eight countries under them. And, you know, I take care of that regions, anything that's related to po- policy, governance, setting up of the discounts, and then how the partners transacting. So it's it's a lot of learning and, you know, and I believe these are my formative years. Like I've repeatedly been saying, yeah. so it's very important for me to like grow up, get my hands dirty, and not le- not just learn about the domain and the job description that's meant for me, but also to expand my horizon. Right. Well, that so that
0: fits. Yeah, and that that fits in beautifully with what you were saying about yourself at the beginning of of our interview, which is just. That you're a very curious person. And so you have an amazing opportunity here to be very curious. And I, I know we've also talked about your interest in being a mentor and in and in leadership. So what what have been the opportunities for you now that you've been doing this for a couple of years? I know that you're a great student of leadership and of mentoring. So what what have you been able to do in those areas? Yeah.
1: So one of the things that, you know, I've learned from you, uh, from all our interactions as well, Tammy, is, you know, we've also spoken about it. Like you need to open your doors for all of these. And it's just not through your everyday work activities. You need to get involved with other activities as well. So, you know, when I joined Cisco, this was not the only work that I started doing, right? Apart from my day job, I started interacting with a lot of employee resource organizations within Cisco. And I was a core team member for Early In Carrier Network, which is basically meant to uh, uh, mentor and facilitate all the interns and newcomers to develop and hone hold, hold skills that's necessary for their growth. And I'm also a part of Women of Cisco uh, ERO, which again is for all of us to come together and learn about you know different sorts of development for us to grow. Mm-hmm. So I started taking part in all of these organized employed EROs, and you know I started organizing small workshops, started organizing small uh, you know events, you know which helps them with whatever I've learned. Share my knowledge understand what is the need, speak up at the table and learn whatever they have to share. Mm-hmm. You know, I started off with those small steps. And yeah. I utilize these forums to grow. Right. And Platforms for right. me to grow. Right. And I used to bring these into my everyday work life and used to like, you know, interact with the cross-functional entities because we have a lot of consultancy on everyday basis. Mm -hmm. And we have a vendor team. So there's a lot of communication on everyday basis. So for me, leadership is all about the way we act,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Especially when there's a crisis, when there's a need, when there's a dire need, because everyone wants to know who to follow. right? And they don't want to say, I want to follow you. And if that comes up to you, you know, you have something to do, do there, girl. Yeah. And that's what fueled me up to like, because I wasn't even in any of the leadership title, right? And few people came up to me saying, I'm inspired by you. Can I like interact with you? And that to me, that itself is a success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because to me, that's all leadership is all about. You need to have followers and who think you can do better.
0: Right. Right. when you're
1: not asked to do so so that's when it started and i've i've always been the person who like who love sharing whatever i learn so like i started setting us aside like 20 minutes every weekend to interact with few of my mentees and open up some time on my calendar and ensure that you know they also have because this also acts as my side gig and it's very important for us to like go there and network and even today tammy like how I interact with you and reached out to you. It's yeah. very important for us to have mentors in our lives.
0: Yes. Yeah. That
1: I've been very fortunate to have mentors, amazing mentors like you. There's <laughs> one uh, uh, one CMO. Uh, she, she works for uh, Geo now. Her name uh. is Vajraya Sharma. I've been, I've been very, you know, lucky and fortunate to have mentors like you who, Help me with, you know, moving in the right direction. And then I have Jennifer Moyano in my team. So it's very important for you to have mentors, for you to get to do everything right and know where you're actually going.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love you're making so many great points. And I I love the way that you are engaged in these other groups and other relationships and cross-functional Um, relationships. So, so important. And it's worth the extra time. And, you know, especially right now with, with so many of us, um, you know, working from home more frequently, it's, we really do have an opportunity to engage in these relationships differently. And I, I, I am very hopeful that people will continue with those connections. It may not be the same down the road, but I, I do believe that people will continue to stay connected. I, I hope that you're able to maintain some of these groups and connections throughout this period, even though I know a lot of these things were started, you know, quite a while ago. So what are you envisioning for yourself going forward?
1: Okay, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so I've been, uh, the kind of person, like I mentioned, I've always wanted my hands to get dirty, get my toes wet and always attract opportunities. So to me, it's all about, you know, um, getting into roles that involves me interacting with customers, building lasting relationship. And that's something always improves my client's experience because, I am more interested towards that aspect of the domain. So, you know, to me, it's all about being a young leader who sets an example for the youth generation out there to be as fearless as possible, because that's what I've been taught to. Be as fearless as possible, stick to your core values, stay grounded, and set an example. This is what I've been aiming to do And I hope I'll do this. I'll be able to live up to the expectations.
0: Oh, I have no doubt about that. (laughs) Well, you know, it's not just, it's about living up to your own expectations though. I think that you are acutely aware of what it is that you're trying to do and by staying open and curious and being open to other people, but also being open to feedback, you're you're in a perfect position to do that. And um, you know, a real desire to not just lead, but to also be led. So I thank you today for being here and for sharing your story and your journey. and it's going to be very exciting to see what what happens next. But Nikita, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks so much for making time and giving me this opportunity to come on board and speak with you. It has always been a dream, Tammy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll probably do it again sometime.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: I hope you enjoyed my interview with Nikita Yajurvedi. It was so interesting to speak with her and learn about her professional journey. What is your key takeaway from our interview? Is there something you'll put into action this week that you'll benefit from for years to come? Share what resonated with you in the show notes at workfromtheinsideout.com. Look for episode 079. That's also where you'll find all the links and resources from today's podcast. If you were inspired by this episode with Nikita... Please share it with your friends and colleagues, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's show. Remember, subscribing is always free. Are you enjoying the podcast? I'd love to read your review on Apple Podcasts. It's easy to find through my website at www.tammygulerlobe.com forward slash podcast. Just click on the Apple Podcasts button and follow the instructions provided there. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's never too late or too impossible to increase your sense of fulfillment and satisfaction in your work and other meaningful activities. Let me know how it's going for you. And who knows, maybe you'll be my next interview on this podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work From the Inside Out podcast. For more information, you can find us at www.workfromtheinsideout.com.